listening to Over the Oxo podcast with Tracy Cole for all things to do with the mind for equestrians. Today's podcast is a rather serious one. It's a difficult one. It's about the narcissist on your yard. And it's one that's been requested by several people when I've asked for topics that people would like me to cover. And so I thought it was quite important to do this podcast. And I've been subjected to this kind of behavior from somebody else on a yard. So I fully understand what it's like. So let's have a little look at what this narcissistic behavior is. Well, narcissism doesn't really have much to do with its name, which comes from Narcissus who's from Greek mythology, and he fell in love with his own reflection. It's a clinical disorder. So it's something that people need psychological help with when when it is true narcissism. And we're not necessarily talking here about those people who have that clinical disorder, but we're talking most definitely about people who show certain traits and certain characteristics, maybe at certain times or with certain people that we might categorize as narcissistic. So in the clinical disorder, I thought there was a great quote to describe what it is. And this is from Dr. Susan Krauss Whitbourne, who said, narcissism is a distinct belief in one's own exceptionalism, which I thought was brilliant. I thought I think that really, really sums it all up. People who show certain traits or can show certain narcissistic behaviors are usually quite obsessed with an idealized version of themselves. And and often this is embellished. It's quite a grandiose image of themselves. And they need, they feel a need to sustain that image. So anything that feeds into that image and glorifies it a bit more, that's what they love. And anything that diminishes that image, that's what they hate. So putting time and effort into sustaining this idealized version of themselves, that's what they're doing when they're acting in a negative way towards us. Now, narcissists need to have that constant praise and admiration It's constantly turning the attention towards themselves. They can feign interest and empathy. So they they don't feel it, but they know that certain other people would appreciate interest or empathy. And so they can kind of act it out without getting too or in any way emotionally involved. If they need to feed that image of themselves more, then they can exploit people and they do this without any guilt. 
they're going to react really badly to criticism, even the tiniest little comment, which they take as a huge personal attack. Remember, they've got to keep this image going. It's it's like a balloon that they want to be as blown up as possible, but my goodness, don't come near them with a pin. They'll react really badly if you try to disagree with them, even in the most polite way possible. And when you have a narcissist on the yard, they are just the same. It's just in an equestrian setting. So they can feign that interest about you, your riding, your horses. They do need you to tell them that they can ride really well, that they're doing really well, that their horse looks gorgeous. And they really, really need this. If you do criticize them, even in a jokey manner, you know, things that other other people would wouldn't even think about as a criticism. They would just smile and say, yeah, I know, I'm rubbish at brushing up or, you know, oh, I always forget to put the poles away after I've got the jumps out. A narcissist is going to take it really, really badly and think of you in a quite different way because they're always right. So don't try to give them any advice, even if they seem to need advice. You know, if they're struggling maybe with different supplements or how to feed their horse, which rug to put on, stay perfectly neutral because they are always right. And if they go with your advice and it doesn't work out, then it'll be massively, massively your fault and they will tell you in no uncertain terms and probably be quite hurtful. So keep yourself as neutral as possible. Remember, these people tend to lack empathy and it's all about themselves. They're going to turn everything onto themselves so they can play a victim really, really well. Now, often narcissists have that capacity, as I said before, to be interested and empathetic on the surface, and it is very, very surface level, but they actually can give you quite a few compliments and be quite charming at times. And this is where people who aren't narcissistic get a bit confused because there's a lot of conflict. You're kind of wondering, what is this person trying to tell me? Why are they up one minute, down the next, shouting at me one minute and then turning on the charm the next? It's all a means of manipulation. And they'll use something or someone so that they can control. They, they need that control. Remember, all the time, all they truly need and care about is this idealized image of themselves. But it takes a lot of work and a lot of energy. It, if they don't get the praise, the attention, they don't get 
you doing jobs for them and then they can blame you if it goes wrong. If they don't get that, that image starts to diminish and that's so hyper important to them. So when you have a narcissist on the yard, take that on board that that is what their ultimate aim is. That's what they're driven by all the time. The more neutral that you can be, the less likely you are to cross the narcissist. Now, underneath, they're actually really, really insecure people. And if you just imagine for a moment that the only way that, let's say, you know, a narcissist could feel good is to either have others worship them, to put yourself in the shoes of the narcissist just for a few seconds. You know, you can only feel good if other people adore you or that you put everybody down. How exhausting would that be? How depressing would that be? That that's your only measure, that that's how you've got to be all the time to constantly maintain and sustain this image that you've got in your head. And you've got very, very limited amounts of emotional regulation and also you're overly sensitive to anything that anyone says or does. Can you imagine for a few seconds what it actually is like the huge, huge amount of insecurity that these people have that you would never think of and maybe you, you've never seen even the tiniest chink in their armour. So it's, it's really difficult to deal with these people because they constantly fear ridicule or getting stuff wrong or being bad at something. And so they constantly have to put energy into distrusting people and have this massive fear of tripping up and getting things wrong. Imagine as well that you're on your own doing this because you as a narcissist can't work in a team because all a team means to you is more people to either put down or more people that you need to convince to worship you. So knowing how weak they are psychologically may help you a little, but I really do understand that they are extremely hurtful. Really feel your heart sink when you see their car and you know that you've got to see them at some point, or maybe you sit in your own car pretending to do something on your phone that's really, really vital just waiting for that second when they get in their car and they drive away. I want you to think about them, you know, a little bit like parasites because they really are only happy when they're getting that inflation of their ego. They they have to do it in such a destructive way by bullying people and taunting people and playing with people's minds. 
And this is the only way that they can maintain that image. That's quite sad, isn't it? To have such a negative self-image without all these antics. And like a parasite, I've mentioned that they do need to feed this constantly. So they, they will do anything. Now, my advice, if you're on a yard and somebody is really causing you this amount of stress and trouble, is that you leave the yard. I know that seems really harsh because it's not your fault and you may love your yard and it may be the yard that you really want to be on and you're probably thinking, well, why should I move? If it gets to that point, though, where it's affecting your mental health, that has to be, to me, the number one priority. And I know in my case, this is why I moved yards, because I just decided that these people don't see themselves as having any style of problem and you'll never be able to help them. You'll never be good enough. Once they flip from that charming beginning and they flip into the constant criticism, bullying and nastiness and almost you feel like you're treading on eggshells or that they've laid a man trap somewhere for you, then that's not that's not what you want. Now, if for some reason you decide to stay on the yard, you decided to, you know, kind of brave it out, or maybe you've looked at local yards and there's just no spaces at the moment and you feel as though you've got to stay until you can move, then I think the best thing to do to disarm a narcissist is to stop feeding them. So this isn't easy, but you can imagine that they will start to see you in a different light when you're not feeding that parasitic behavior. They can't get what they need from you. If they put you down, you just act neutrally. You know that they are trying to somehow suck the life force out of you. And if you don't respond, then they get nothing from it. And eventually, because they're not getting anything from putting you down, and you're certainly not bigging them up, then they get a little bit bored of you. They need somebody else to move on to, which is horrid that they are going to move on to somebody else. But eventually, hopefully, that person cannot get what they need from the yard and it'll be them that moves. Now, this isn't easy, but if you could stop reacting to them, stop any argument or defense of yourself, then if you also limit talking to them in an, any way that's just, you know, a cursory hello, then if you can do that, you will start to see that they start to ignore you a little bit more and then a little bit more and a little bit more because we're always trying to starve them of that attention that they they need and they crave. So question yourself, 
whether you need to reply back to their texts. Question yourself, how can I stay the most neutral possible? Think about if you do need to speak to them. If you were to agree with them, would that disarm them? There is a really great way of agreeing with somebody when you actually disagree in NLP. And it's called the agreement frame. And what this is, is a a selection of three ways of starting a sentence with somebody that you want to disagree with, but you do not want them coming back to you with an argument. So you can say one or all of these little phrases. So the first one is, I agree and. So imagine, you know, they're flying at you with these negative comments and you just say to them, I agree. How disarming is that? The second one is I respect. I respect what you're saying and. And the third one is to say, I appreciate. I appreciate what you're doing. I appreciate what you've said. And. And all of those, just for a second, cause the receiver to just kind of have a bit of a jolt because they're like, what? You agree? You, you, you appreciate me and you respect me? So how can they come back? How can they disagree when you say, I agree with you with what you're saying and I think we should do it my way? It's a very odd one. It, it totally puts them off. It gets them on the back foot. Avoid saying the word but, because that kind of cancels out everything that you said beforehand. So if you said, I agree with you, but you can tell from that that somebody doesn't really agree with you. So use the word and, I agree with you, and. And you can also use other power words that have a similar effect. For instance, you could use the word no. And you can set some boundaries. Now, boundaries are always difficult to set up with people. Generally, it's difficult to say, right, we need to draw this line in the sand. We need to make this boundary now. I want you to remember that if you are dealing with someone who is showing certain narcissistic characteristics, that you're doing this as a protection of you. Remember, they only want two things from you absolute glorification and worship and or to put you down. So you're doing this as a safety mechanism, you're doing this for your own well-being. So learn to say the word no because then obviously as well they realize they can't mess with you. Another one that people talk about is to say I am on your side. I am on your side. I, I agree with you. So sometimes in some certain situations, it may work to disarm them in that way. I suppose to round up then, narcissists are really only motivated by that glorification. 
in some way of sustaining this mega image that they've got of themselves. So whether that's by putting you down or having you hero worship them in some way, that's all they care about. And once we know that, then it's much easier to think about them as such and to lose our empathy for them because they certainly don't have any empathy for us. If you're experiencing a narcissist on your yard, I really do feel for you and I wish you the absolute best. If it's a situation where you simply cannot move, then remember to disarm the narcissist as much as you can, to tell other people what's going on because you might find that they can give you support and maybe they're going through the same thing as well. Do make your own mental health and mental well-being an absolute priority for you. So it's a tough one today. It's uh, it's been a tough topic. I hope you found it useful. Please do take care and I will see you again very soon. 